I've been an extreme spender, I've been an extreme saver, and the happy medium that I've created finally throughout all these years is called the 10-year rule. And this is going to directly impact what I buy and what I don't buy. Here's how it works. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. What is up, Action Academy family? This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin, coming to you with the mindsets, the methods, and the actionable steps on here today. I'm recording this Sunday, September 18th. I am getting on a plane tomorrow morning, so when you guys are listening to this, I will be flying over to Portugal. I'm going to be over in Lisbon, Portugal for two weeks after this, so settling down for a bit, and then we're off to Brazil, so it's going to be a fun time. Happy Monday to all of you. Portugal actually plays into the topic of today's show, but first, I wanted to give you guys an update on how the Freedom Calls series went last week. For those of you that are maybe hearing this for the first time, what I did last week was I opened up my calendar to 15 to 20 minute call slots. If you went in the show description, you would see a Calendly link that would allow you to book a call with me to talk about exiting your W-2, investing strategies, goal setting, vision planning, all that stuff. And I had 15 calls last week and it was freaking phenomenal. It was so much fun. And I want to give a shout out to the awesome human beings that I was able to meet. Shout out to Seth, Brandon, Brian, another Brandon, Carl, Ben, Ashley, Sean, Ryan, John, Tyler, Aaron, Juan, Ryan, and Cody. You guys rock. It was so much fun talking to all of you, and it was really rewarding, the feedback that we got from that, and it really just made me feel fulfilled, and so we're doing it again. We're running it back. We're not effing leaving. If you guys want to book a free 15-minute call, show description. The link will be there. It's the calendar link that says Freedom Call. I will simply keep doing this until it is no longer fun for me. So who knows? Now that we're done with the housekeeping, let's move on to the topic of today's show. As you can see by the title, the 10-year rule, which is how I choose what to spend money on and what to not spend money on. So as always, we're going to start with the concept of the 10-year rule, and then we'll provide context with a real-life story. So here's where the concept came from. I've been on both sides of the money equation. I've been on a spending side where I had no budget and I just blindly threw money wherever I wanted to. And I've been on the extreme saver side where I was saving 70 plus percent of my income. Everything was budgeted, bucketed, and I had spreadsheets that were calculating what every single week's expenses and incomes were. So now that I've been on both sides of the equation, I could provide perspective here, which is the sweet spot is going to be somewhere in the middle. To build real wealth and financial freedom, you obviously have to live beneath your means. That's the number one rule because it doesn't matter if you make $100,000 or a million dollars or $50,000. It matters how much that you keep from that, right? But on the flip side of that equation, it also matters if you are so miserly and frugal that you aren't allowing yourself to actually enjoy life and enjoy the climb while you're in the process of achieving that big goal. Because as we know, once you get to the top of the mountain range, you realize you're the smallest mountain in the range and there's bigger mountains to climb. So I've been an extreme spender. I've been an extreme saver. And the happy medium that I've created finally throughout all these years is called the 10-year rule. And this is going to directly impact what I buy and what I don't buy. Here's how it works. 
Whenever I spend money on a medium to large size purchase, I will ask the question, will I remember this in 10 years or more? If the answer is yes, then I will spend the money without any emotional attachment and I will throw it at that thing or service or experience, whatever have you. If the answer is no, then that's when the deductive reasoning comes in. And I say, hey, is this really worth spending money on? This is a really cool framework to give you that snap judgment to break yourself out of obnoxiously spending or obnoxiously saving. What I've noticed in my financial independence journey is that the Pareto principle really applies when it comes to your finances. So that top 20% of expense every single month is going to be the biggest driver of your savings rate. And that, for the most part, is going to be your car payment, your housing payment, and your food. Obviously, there are other large fixed costs like childcare, healthcare, and insurance, but those are fixed expenses. We can't really control those. We're focusing purely on the variable. So for me personally, when it comes to a car, I have not found a car that's nice enough for me to care about after about three to six months of driving it. And that's called hedonic adaptation. And that applies with your housing as well to where when you get into the house, it's very cool. It's very fresh. It's very new. It's awesome. And then it becomes familiar, right? So you have people that are driving these exotic cars or these really nice cars, and it just becomes familiar to them after a certain point of time. And they want something new, something bigger, something better. That's the hedonic treadmill that we want to avoid. So when it comes to cars and houses, that is a no for me, because for me, simply, I will not remember that in 10 years, I will be on to the next car in the next house. So I'm not even on the treadmill. So let's apply Portugal and provide some context to what I'm talking about. I'm traveling to Lisbon, Portugal for two weeks after this. And firstly, this entire trip is me spending way more money than I would normally spend because my expenses are so low that if I were to simply be back in Atlanta, I'd be spending next to nothing. Week one of Lisbon, I'm staying in a hostel. Week two, I'm staying in a very affordable Airbnb. Everything's honky-dory. But wait, something happened. I randomly saw this picture of this hike, this sunrise hike in Madeira, Portugal. And it was up in the mountains. It's over the clouds. You see the sunrise. It's like a five or six hour hike up and down the mountains. You're going through this crazy mountain range. And it's just the coolest freaking picture ever. You guys know what I'm talking about. One where you're like, whoa, that's so cool. And I looked up Madeira, Portugal, and it's a freaking island that's a two-hour flight from Lisbon. So I immediately pursued it, and I looked up the Airbnbs, I looked up the flights, and essentially for about $400 flat, I could stay there for three nights and get a round-trip flight from Lisbon. And I said, okay, $400, that's not nothing, you know, that's a chunk of change. Should I spend it? And I applied my 10-year rule. So when I am an old man and I'm in the retirement home, God willing, and I'm telling stories about my life. Well, I remember hiking up a six-hour mountain range to go above the clouds to see a sunrise in Madeira, Portugal. The answer is yes. So I bought it. And I can't wait to show you guys the pictures and the videos from it because I'm so freaking excited about it. At the end of the day, could I be at home in Atlanta, Georgia, in my house hack office, living for free, saving a bunch of money, doing the same thing repetitively over and over again, but skyrocketing my net worth, my investments, pouring my money into all of that? Sure. But here's my hypothesis. If I had $100 million in my bank account today, what would I do? I would travel around the world and I would podcast, which is what I'm doing right now. My hypothesis is that if you surrender to what you're truly passionate about and what you're meant to do on this earth, and you just simply surrender to that and find peace in that and operate in that lane you will become a magnet 
for health, wealth, and happiness, as opposed to the person that is not happy, is not healthy, and is putting all of their energy, effort, and focus on saving that next dollar. So the next time you're about to make a big purchase, simply ask yourself the question, will I remember this in 10 years? Will this bring me enough joy, happiness, success in your business, whatever have you, to where you will remember it in 10 years? If the answer is yes, spend it. The answer is no, don't. I will talk to you guys tomorrow, and I hope that you enjoyed. If you did, I have a message for you. Hey, real quick, if you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it, so I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want, and I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.